We are I. Good morning, everybody. It is what? Tuesday, 4.54 a.m. And the best part about this is I didn't even, well, I technically beat dawn this morning. But when you look outside right now, it is starting to get light and the birds are chirping. What a great time of year. I was thinking this morning, the one very interesting and intriguing part about my life is you know being able to do all of this research in all these different areas that have to do with health and fitness and longevity and like what's the best thing that we can be doing for our bodies long term and like what's the best thing we can be doing for our bodies right now and I've come to well maybe maybe it's not I've come to realize what I'm starting to understand is that if we look at, say, if we regularly go in the sauna, we can reduce our all-cause mortality by 40%. You know, if we regularly work out, you know, we, we can reduce our all-cause mortality by uh, 5%. If we have sufficient enough levels of vitamin D, you know, we can reduce our epi- epigenetic age by 1.89 or 1.98 years. You know, we can do all of these things you know, that make it so that we can live a little bit longer, we can hedge the bet in our favor, we can live a better quality life now. But then I was thinking this morning when I was in the shower, you know, all these thoughts are just rumbling around in my mind. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, like we do all of these things because, you know, we're mirroring what we know from the past. And a lot of these things were natural. You know, if we Also, if we have good quality, regular sleep, you know, we can reduce our all-cause mortality by like 30-something percent. Just call it 30. Let's call it 25%. You can reduce your all-cause mortality by 25%, even though I know the number is slightly higher than that. So if we bring this back, say, 500 years, and we look at First Nations people in North America, And we looked at people who lived very connected with the land, very much exposed to hot and cold, very much exposed to good quality food, may have slightly been malnourished to some extent when, you know, food storages and food was scarce. But we also know that fasting and removing those senescent cells from the body, that helps, you know, anti-cancer, helps with a better quality of life, allows future generations to be a little bit more prosperous in the the health category when we know that we've seen a uh, previous generation being a little bit malnourished for, can't remember the exact reason, but we know that future generations, the next generation is a little bit healthier, lives a little bit longer. You know, you had some, a group of people who slept very much in accordance with their circadian rhythm, very much with the seasons. You know, 
obviously had very high, you know, melatonin levels, you know, because, you know, the only fire they had or the only light they had was fire. We have all these things. What the model that we are trying to mimic right now is very much like what a First Nations model was for hundreds, if not thousands of years. You know, living very close to the the land, being very connected with nature, very clean water sources, very clean food, very simple life, no Wi-Fi signals, no radio waves, no stress, no, no value of dollars, very much contributing to a a functional community and society, very small, air quotes, tribes, you know, of uh, 150 people or less. You know, all of these things like this, this way of life represents everything that we are really trying to achieve today. And knowing that this is the thing that allows us to live the best quality life. And we know that First Nations people had things like sweat lodges, which very much mimicked exactly the response that you're going to get from the sonnet. And they were naturally exposed to the extreme cold. So they were sauna and they were, air quotes, ice bath. But, you know, they were exposed to environmental hormesis, which is just environmental stress. You know, and they chose to, you know, find an environment that was heat. And we do know that there's slightly more benefit that we know of when it comes to being exposed to heat just because it's been researched more. But when you look at this across cultures, almost all cultures had some way of superheating an environment that people would sit in. You know, and this isn't by mistake. So we have all of these things. Again, like the laundry list is a mile long of the things that we are trying to do today is very much like how a First Nations culture would have lived for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So why didn't these people live to like 90 or 100? Because it wasn't always, you know, disease that Europeans brought over. It wasn't always warring tribes. Like there was still a lot of like tribes that lived peacefully amongst each other. There was some tribes that were a little bit more hostile and aggressive than others for sure, but that's not all First Nations tribes. So why weren't these people living an extraordinary life for a prolonged period of time? Because really, like that's what I've been telling you and that's what all the research says is like, hey, if you do these things, you are going to live a better quality life for a longer period of time. And the mortality rate of First Nations people, I have no idea what it is, but I guarantee you that it wasn't like 80 or 90. Considering that we know that like the average mortality rate, you know, say 500 years ago was a lot more like 30 to 40. So why is that? Like, really? Like, why is that? When you have this perfect recipe of what we are trying to achieve today, why is that? Again, I'll spend some time today researching kind of what they may think the average mortality rate of First Nations people was like 500 years ago, whether or not anybody's researched anything like that. I have no idea. But again, when we just look at it logically, when we look at the information that's in front of us, 
we should have a, a perfect population of people who ran an epigenetic study of all the things that we value today for longevity and quality of life and say, here's the model. Here's the people who are living to X time. You know, it's not like they had rampant disease from, you know, like what Europeans were doing and throwing, you know, urine and fecal matter into the streets from window tops. And, you know, there is, you know, they're basically using the washroom in the same place that they're drinking water from. You know, they're not getting things like scurvy from, you know, traveling across the seas. You know, there wasn't, you know, Persians and Greeks, everything like warring and bringing massive armies, you know, across lands and having these huge hostile wars. There wasn't a lot of any of this in what we now call North America. So some great food for thought. Because again, as much as we know, we also know we don't know shit. So this kind of puts me at a crossroads with all this and just being honest and laying all the cards on the table. Because it always there's always that burning question in the back of our minds. Like, is it worth it? Are humans just predisposed to getting diabetes and cancer and like all these kind of things or are these things that we can actually fundamentally change and even if we do fundamentally change those are we still predisposed to the same outcomes and yes we do live longer now and we know that and we can track that and we see our you know mortality rate increase you know i think it's by like 1.6 years per year or something along those lines and it's like okay well great but why? Like, why is that happening? So this is some, some good food for thought for us all, not just me, not just you, but for us all saying, you know, when we have this perfect recipe, when we have this perfect population of people to be able to compare against, but we didn't get the result that we wanted, but we're actually getting a result now when people aren't doing those things. Like, what is it? This is the fascinating part about life. And again, like the, the humbling aspect of thinking that we know so much when we actually really don't know shit. So some food for thought for today. And the question of the day is, what does this mean to you? Everything I just said, what does this mean to you? <laughs>